Everyone was honored to be in here. I can't make sure people used to gather and do the day deed. In England, we call that a Tommy Tank. here is we've got the amazing podcasters, JD and, uh, I'm sorry, what was Could your name? Did you actually forget my name? <laughs> we have Scaredy Cat Lloyd. Um, he is afraid of mediums, uh, which I found out when I did an interview with him. And so what do I do? I pair them up with the amazing Mary Tune. Okay, so amazing, the amazing Mary amazing. Tune, and I make them sit beside each other. Um, no, I did this willingly. It just, oh, yeah. yeah, he just changed his tune. Excellent. He's just being nice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. Uh, so uh, we, we're calling this Asking the Hard Questions because they're going to ask her whatever they want. If you've got questions as well, ask them and we'll we'll see what happens. No, this is like school raise your hand and we will. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Pass the mic around. Pass the mic around. Yeah. All right. With that being said, take it away. Take it away. Okay. Yay. <laughs> Thank oh. you. Alright. You ready to count this in like usual? Huh. I say we do things like yeah. usual. We usually clap, just so you know, we're actually taping this, so. You can rewatch this on YouTube, if you so please. Alright, you ready? Alright. Hi guys, welcome to Paracon. I am Lloyd, this is JD, so I introduced you myself today because I'm fucking nervous. <laughs> and this is the world's best fucking podcast, and today we have such an honored guest. But a medium. Who well, I can't even remember your name to be honest with you because oh. I'm, I'm already. You're, you're already just like all over the place, right? You've got me in a haunted porn theater. This whole <laughs> the whole setting for me is a little, a little out there, public. <laughs> Usually, I'm in a basement and we film this. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so well, now well. you're 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 being exposed. So my name is Mary Jean Tracy. I'm the Guru Mama. A lot of people call me Mama G. I'm a psychic medium and a spiritual love of life coach. A love yeah. of life coach. Yeah, spiritual love of life. So you could coach me to love my life. Exactly. No matter how shit it is. No matter how shitty it is. <laughs> Keep your number at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I have a card. <laughs> okay, yeah. so what do you do? Like what like what do people pay you to do this? People do pay me to do this. Yeah, I've been doing this actually. Um do you want me to hold this? Whoa! Okay, now 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 we're in the spotlight. Um yeah, people do pay me to do this. And it is a, a full-time gig. I have clients from all over the world, actually. I have clients from the United States. I have clients in Singapore. I have clients in England, uh, down in the Caribbean, all the way down into South America. Okay, so how, how, how does that work, though? Like, how can you have a client in another country? Do they go over the phone? Is this a phone call that they make to you? Or you actually visit them? No, no. I, I um, Skype. FaceTime, Messenger Face, um, video. Can you get the same service over a Skype? Yes. Like you can still read people, you yes. still do your mediums. Because this, it's a weird genre really, isn't it? Because you, the human, the scariest fucking thing in the world to me is human being. <laughs> yeah, you got it. They're the scariest really fucking thing. Up. Yeah, they're super fucked up, right? <laughs> yeah, we're really fucked up. So I can speak for myself, just <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely okay, just, yeah. <laughs> So. You must get a lot of skeptics. You must oh. be, like you must be fighting the fact that there's a lot of people that do take people's you know vulnerability mm -hmm. and use that against them. Yeah. Like manipulating is technically a job these days. Oh, it's huge. But how? This is how I. It's a calling. 
and this is how I look at it. I was raised in it. My grandmother read tea leaves. Yeah. And she read tea I leaves. I drink tea leaves. You, you drink tea leaves. <laughs> we'll shake you up and turn you upside down and see if you can. See, I look- <laughs> <laughs> um, so she read tea leaves. And it's all, everybody has intuition. Everybody. Okay. Yeah. You all have a knowingness, right? Mm-hmm. And you all know when you step into a place. So for instance, how many people dated somebody they really didn't want to date? Or met somebody and they didn't want to talk to them? You knew that, like when you met that person, you're like, oh, I don't know if I really want to go out with them. But all like for me, it's like, oh, my girlfriend says so hot. Look at his ass. Yeah, he's cool. Go out with him. And you go out with him and you find that he's the biggest douchebag. But your intuition before that was saying, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But, but we don't listen to ourselves. With someone like me, that could also be perceived as like maybe social anxiety or just not like things mm-hmm. stopping you in your own mind from being a social butterfly yeah. and going out and making the necessary friendships that you need to have a fucking happy life and not being some and, and, cave dweller. And exactly. When do you know the difference between in, intuition and I'm just fucked? It's, <laughs> okay, we'll go. Is this, I was going to say, is there a difference? So, <laughs> I did hope so. <laughs> so anxiety. I'm leaving here all scrambled. This is just... So what anxiety is? Anxiety is basically a fear of the future. That's what anxiety is. Yeah, it is. is. It's a fear of I'd the future. I agree with that. Yeah. And it's a fear of what if? What if? Yeah. What if? Because you're not listening the to yourself. The 1%. Your, you're not listening to yourself. If you took a moment and took a step back, because we're all 100% responsible for our own reality, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning, so when you're 100% responsible for your own reality, that means that you are able to respond. If you have anxiety, you're not taking 100% responsibility for your own life. You're not responding. You're not taking a step back and saying, hey, there is two roads that I can take. And my intuition right now is saying, you know what? I really don't like her or I don't like him and that's not where I'm going. Even though society or whoever is saying that's the best thing, but my gut, and when I follow my gut, when you follow your gut, you know that's the right way. What I do is that I'm sort of the interceptor of saying, okay, let's start listening to your gut. Let's start, you know, this is what I see. I only see roads when I do things. So I see a road. So I see a road for every single person. So, and I pick up energies from people. Okay. All right. That's the very first thing. So. Certain things or certain people will come in. So one of the first things with him that I keep on getting is something to do with his mother. JD? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, bud. You know, and something to do with just, just energy about JD is a skeptic about fucking yeah. life. I, okay, I, there I, is I will, nothing that JD believes yeah. in. I, I, I will agree that I am 100% a skeptic. Um, mm-hmm. For anybody that's listened to the show. Uh, it's annoying. Our, it's, it's Lloyd's very much a believer I'm not we talk about all sorts Which of things from perfect. aliens to Bigfoot to ghosts I've gone on ghost hunting expeditions I have yet to find in my experience anything so I'm very skeptical but I, I mean I, I'm an open skeptic if, yeah. you know if it's going to slap me right in the face it's going to slap yeah, me yeah literally the face. a UFO would have to sit on his face for him to believe in a UFO and even then we're in a part theater you never know yeah. but uh, my, my, I guess my first question for you is how did you get to where you are now? Where did, at what point did you find that this was your calling, that this was your job? How did that all culminate to the point that you are now? Like, at what point did you say, I'm a psychic, here I am? Ooh, big question. It's um, tough questions. It's tough. <laughs> it's a, woo. Um, Killing it, bud. 
We can go back to the beginning. Let's do it. Um, when, when I was a little girl, long, long time ago, and by the way, today's my birthday, so long, long time ago, I, you know, thank you. <laughs> um, I, there was no kindergarten when I grew up, so I just dated myself right there. There's no kindergarten, only certain elitist kids got to go to um, kindergarten, so my grandmother would take care of me. And I would, if I'm good, you know, I would go off and play off by myself. And I'd have a lot of friends, but I, you couldn't see the friends. I could see the friends. I could see these people sitting around with me playing. Oh, you were the creepiest child. <laughs> oh my god! I have a little, literally, like I have a little girl, and that would be my fucking worst nightmare. Like sometimes and, and I, I'm, I'm like, if she gets out of bed and is like standing at the base of my bed one day, like it just freaks me out. Like little girl, it's it horror movies, man. They ruined me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. So. Uh, I couldn't, you know, you would have been the creepiest of little girls. And I'm sitting there and I'd be playing with my Barbies, right? And I would have a conversation like you and I are having a conversation. I'd be having a conversation with these people that were around me. And just one day I could hear my grandma. My grandmother um, was in her 80s and in her 80s she had two canes. Um, she couldn't walk, but they were metal canes. So they had the clips in them so you could hear her coming down the hallway and I could hear her coming down the hallway the clip 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 and I thought to myself oh my I'm in trouble because the only time grandma would look for me is when I was in trouble and because <laughs> if I did something wrong or she you know Jesus the haunting click click click, click of click, grandma click. coming because you're in fucking trouble oh my god your childhood down the hallway <laughs> and she peeked in my grandmother wasn't very tall but she's quite a large woman she's a good English Irish woman so you know we all get so short and squat as we get older and she peeked around she goes who are you talking to and I'm like I'm talking to my friends and she's like who's here and I said well there are just people that are here that show up when I play Barbies and she goes is there a man here and I said yes I said and I and she goes what does he look like and I'm like he looks like dad and she goes hmm Harold which is my dad's name and, and I said, but the only thing I said, he has red hair like my brother Michael. And I said, he talks funny. And she goes, what do you mean he talks funny? I said, he talks like he has stuff in his mouth. Peanut butter, maybe. Peanut, well, kind of like gravel. So you're from England, right? <laughs> I don't sound like I have gravel. Anymore. No, you don't sound like you have gravel. But if you talked Irish. Yeah, then I would sound drunk. You would, <laughs> you would sound drunk. Or you'd have gravel in your mouth. Or if you were from anybody from Newfoundland with a few drinks under them. <laughs> I know. So it is the drinking. It is the drinking. <laughs> and that's how my grandfather would, you know, he would talk to me. And it's and I, sometimes I couldn't understand him. So she said something to me in Irish. And there's a difference between Irish and Gaelic, just by the way. Um, don't confuse the two with anybody who's Irish because they'll let you know. And she said something to me. I don't know exactly what she said. But she said, and I said, yes, that's how she's, that's what he sounds like. And she goes, oh, that's father. And I'm like, father? She goes, and father, which is her husband. And she goes, yes, I had enough of him when he's alive. Tell him to leave now. She He's-. loved him. And so, and then she went down the hallway. And I, for me, as a little girl, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't think my grandma likes you. <laughs> so you've got to leave. Um, and I'd always tell my mom to set an extra spot at the table. There were six of us, um, six kids. And I'd always want an extra spot set and she'd always ask me why and I said well it's for my friend which was my grandfather so my grandfather's always been with me and I saw pictures of him years later with my aunt and she's pulling out old pictures and I saw and I went that's grandpa 
And she goes, and she looked at me, she goes, yeah, it, it is. And he was speaking at, um, he belonged to like the Lions or something like that. So he was uh, speaking. And I said, yeah. And I said, he had red hair, didn't he, Auntie? And she goes, yeah. And it was a black and white picture. Um, and that was the very first time I actually saw an actual picture of him. And I was um, married by that time with my, my, my one child. But I always knew things. I said to my mother when I was little, I'd marry a black man. Which was kind of crazy because I was raised in Edmonton, Alberta. How little were you when you were saying that? I was like six, five Jesus six. Jesus. I said to her, I'd marry These are all things I hope my daughter doesn't run and say to me when she's six <laughs> years old. And my mom laughed at me because we were middle class white Edmonton in the 60s and 70s. There were no black people. Just and the fact that you want to get married already is a little bit shocking. And, and I not just. The fact that <laughs> no, exactly, right? And I said I'd marry a black man. And we moved to Penticton, B.C., and Penticton, it's very white. There's not very many um, ethnic people there. And my mom would jokingly say, are you still going to marry a black man? And I'm just like, yeah, and I'm going to have four kids. And she goes, oh. And I said, I'm going to have three boys, one girl. I have three boys, one girl. I was also diagnosed with not being able to have cancer because I had cervical cancer. And I told the doctors, no, I'm going to have children. And I had four kids, all to term, all healthy. So, in this, like, are you... Always had a knowingness. Are you, are you knowing this because you are choosing this path for yourself? Or are you knowing this because it's set and there's no way to change this? Because in my opinion, there's always a way to change your outcome. You're still always the master of where you go yes. in life. Yes and no. <laughs> So I don't you, think um, I don't think every, I think there is a preset desk, like road that we are supposed to take, and when we don't listen to that intuition or that knowingness, obstacles come up in our road. But you're always going to spring back to your pre, and you'll you'll go back to what you are supposed to be doing.